Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Lindy, the infiltrator. I'm Jeff. I'm playing Eddie, the driver. My name is JD. I'm playing Caveman, the hacker. Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm the GM for this session. This is Seasides, a podcast brought to you by the Cast. And this week we're playing Sprawl by Hamish Cameron. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Chimericast. As set up top, this week we're playing The Sprawl by Hamish Cameron, and I'll link his website in the notes. The Sprawl is a mission-based RPG powered by the apocalypse based in a cyberpunk future, a combination of low-life and high-tech. The genre focuses on questions of identity within a world that has been overtaken by technology and capitalism. You can see why this might be relevant today. The Sprawl itself splits the session into two parts, the legwork phase where our low-lifes plan out how to pull off their heist, and the action phase where they actually do it. Technology-wise, we've chosen to place our world in the dystopian near future of the 1980s, which we'll call 1990X, meaning that computers are stationary things or at least physically tethered to their power sources. Phone booths and arcades are still very much alive, and there is no Wi-Fi. We decided to set our game of the sprawl in the dystopian city of Dos Vegas after some nuclear fallout has begun roving the desert in traveling storms. Las Vegas uprooted itself and placed itself on treads and has begun moving around the desert to avoid these storms as they come along. One of the most important aspects of cyberpunk genre is that of Zaibatsu, or megacorporations, whose presence pervades and shapes all aspects of daily life in the block. So we start with their introduction. Our scumbags will come second. So Zach, what kind of corporation are you, are you bringing to fill out our city? So I had, I had led early with just the idea of a corporation called Kingston and Sons. Slowly, I, 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 my brain started to go off and fire and said, Kingston and Sons should be uh, something like the, the empire known as uh, ramen. Only in this case, it would be freeze-dried Jamaican food-inspired, Jamaican food uh, like, shitty microwavable foodstuffs uh, they are an empire though they have used the spearhead of having really cheap uh, somewhat exotically themed foods to become the the number one global one of the number one global food providers they probably have a whole bunch of stuff in different areas in agricultural research more to the point of how much how devoid of any nutritional value can we make this without actually hurting people to the point where someone might come after us or who can we buy out to make sure that those lawsuits don't happen that sounds fantastic i have the question of like as far as this being like a mega corporation what do they do outside of just these disposable foodstuffs or rather are they just omnipresent now and this is what everybody eats that's that's actually what i was interested in i think that's what everybody eats except for like the elite right the elite probably still eat things uh but even them i think even like lower tiers of the elites probably still eat that pretty rate that their food stuff's pretty regularly they just ha still are able to like go out on the weekends or something right i imagine that they have like little fucking uh like stands everywhere that put you know they have the kingston and sons branded stands that you can go and grab shit from and it's probably all automated i'm gonna one-up you there i mean yeah what are their 
I want to know what their vending machines look like. You don't have sta- you don't you don't have stands. Yeah, they are vending they're, machines. They're vending machines. And what do they look like? You know how uh, it like cigarette machines with the pull tabs and they have it displayed in there they have each of those each little food stuff like displayed in a little window because they've they've tapped into people's want to like feel connected to like see their food the actual real thing so there's just these fucking smoldering hot lights that just blast on this like stick with a bunch of meat on it (laughs) and like it just sits there and if the stands go in disrepair long enough, they kind of just start leaking like a bad sickly smell. Cause basically it's like a cheat. It's like a McDonald's cheeseburger that gets old and rots in the sun. It doesn't lo- it looks the same, but it's just cancer all the way through it. So kids probably like these things probably get roughed up cause they just sit on the street, mostly unattended except for their, you know, weekly recharge of stuff. And some of them just break down and just stink. Design wise, like not, I mean, you told me about the inner workings of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, aesthetic wise, what do the vending machines look like? Uh, I mean, I think we definitely have the big bright neons across it, probably hot pink and lime green. Um, and they, they probably have some horrible little. Can someone help me out with like a little spokesperson thing that they have? Like a little care. They have a little caricature. And I'm trying to think what it what it potentially is. Dude, it's got to be like it's, it's got to be some fucking like stoned out Jamaican dude cuz it's real shitty and real like fucking awful and run by white people and then their slogan has to be like pack a bowl with Kingston and Sons. Oh, God, God, that's so bad. That's so good that's, and so bad. That's wonderful, JD, and awful <laughs> and I'm nauseated by the whole thing. Because I was going to say like, you know, like an anthropomorphic mango, but that's that's you're you're it's right. Really bad. It's, it's some it's some bad caricature of a Rastafarian. Exactly. Yes, it is really really bad. Either JD or Jeff, either you guys have any ideas for the corporation that you want? Oh, I got my corporation, baby. Do you, oh, okay, yeah. What you got? What you got? Yucca Mountain Heavy Industry. Yes. So Yucca Mountain Heavy Industries is essentially the the corporate sponsor of Dos Vegas. They're the ones who were basically approached with the idea that they would like build this big mobile city. And so they're the ones who designed uh, and constructed the massive treads that carry this city across the desert. So they specialize in heavy industry. Um, they probably do, well, they probably did do mining. Um, I guess they probably continue to do mining. They probably, uh, I'm trying to think if they would do any like space stuff. They probably don't do any space stuff. What do they mine? I mean, everything, right? If it's like around in that area, they mine it. I mean, they probably send mining things out into storms and stuff to get it. Like they, they keep going 24 seven. It's one of the like most, it's probably the most dangerous company like in the world to work for, but it's also one of the highest paying companies to work for because they're the ones who are getting all of the gold and other like, you know, fine metals and such that are needed in all of the technological developments that are occurring. So they, they like have their hands in pretty much every industry due to the fact that they supply the raw materials for it. Do they themselves build any like arcologies and supermassive structures? Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely in Dos Vegas, at least they would have, right? That's where all their corporate executives are going to live and all of that. So they'll have arcologies there for sure. I was asking if they were the ones responsible for building other arcologies, not just their own. Um, 
they probably i mean they probably do some of that work i don't think they would all be built by them they certainly supply the cranes and shit that are like needed to build arcologies regardless of who's building it though to paint that a little bit more insidiously they get to say who does and doesn't build anything in dos vegas oh yeah yeah absolutely like dos vegas is their city awesome yeah i like all that a lot a central a central architectural firm that's responsible for everything that gets built in the city jeff what do you what do you got in mind fair play royale leisure group it's a result of a merger of a large number of entertainment businesses primarily uh casinos in the far-flung future of 1990x every business is also a casino (laughs) so uh they manufacture gambling machines which are everywhere also they run the casinos so is they are if I'm reading this correctly, they're doing the whole pay for protection kind of shtick, where it's like you gotta pay you you probably have to pay to be li- a licensed casino, quote unquote, right? Of course. And then, but to run a to be a business in in Dos Vegas at all, you have to be a casino. Of course. And so they take a little bit off the top of everybody. I like it a lot. I love the. How that directly impacts everyday life too. Uh, so I think I got I got something here. I got a starting off point. You guys can grill me on all the specifics of it. We'll okay, flip cool. the table here. Flipping the classroom—that's the future. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna go. With, uh, it's called Giving Rain Family News Network. They they their humble beginning started as a as a, a public access Christian talk show about the the problems of Las Vegas. And they they got more and more funding from not conservative Christians, and until they became just a, a the only the only news conglomerate in in Dos Vegas at all. They're preaching a a particular a very specific form of Christianity that dwells a lot upon luck and chance. They push people toward the casinos. It's a variation of the prosperity gospel. Go on. So, like, um, I'm blanking on his... There's that, that televangelist, um, Joel Olstein. Yeah, that's what it is, yeah. Joel Olstein. There you go. But, yeah, cool. they, they just preach that if you follow God, you will become wealthy. That's pretty much exactly what I have in mind. And put people in a compressed environment based entirely around games of chance and decadence, you can kind of see why they would eventually dominate people's imaginations and, and eventually could push any sort of agenda that they wanted to their uh their mascot the person who's on all the billboards and who does all the hourly updates and stuff is the televangelist hazel quinton sinclair god and now for my special segment when he rains it pours and our lucky lotto number is oh my god he definitely reads the definitely reads the lotto uh yeah that's i think he i think I think Hazel, you know, he's got he's got you know the teeth like God shoe shine whole thing going on, and but I think he wears a a a, a shiny golden suit, and he's got just shock white hair, and he's just a just a tall white dude. Velvet, a vel- a golden velvet, crushed suit. velvet. Wonderful. <laughs> he's wearing a golden velvet suit, shock white hair, and just the most disgustingly white smile you've ever seen in your entire life. If anybody has anything to add on corporations or about. Dos Vegas at all. Otherwise, we'll move on to characters. To round things out, we need a weapons manufacturer and a and a matrix and technology manufacturer. Zach, you want to give me a a name for a weapons manufacturer? In the in the spirit of bringing wrestling into every aspect of our lives, 
Uh, and this one goes out to all the all the all the kids who like it out there. I'm going with Hattori Industries. They're gonna be our weapons manufacturer. Hell yeah! Either JD or Jeff, either you guys got a name for our cyberware and higher technology industry? Nope. <laughs> HSAI. HSAI. Okay. Yeah, HSAI. Okay, so if nobody else has any other questions or anything else that they want to add to our world or any of the corporations, let's move on to character creation specifically. Uh, since you're on my left, Zach, you get to start with what character are you bringing to Dos Vegas? Cool. So I'm going to be playing the Infiltrator. Uh, his street name is Lindy. Um, his real name, his God-given name, is Vincent James Hungerford IV. Uh, he is the son of famous internet personality Vincent James Hungerford III. Basically, this 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 era is uh, what would be called a, a like a YouTube kind of celebrity. So he has money and status, but he's a sack of crap. Lindy is uh, bringing a couple things to the table. I'll just start over here in the far left side of my piece of paper. Uh, my directives, uh, I'm choosing financial. When I hinder the mission for a chance at extra profit, I can mark experience. And uh, intimate, when I put my friend and I've filled in the blank, Eddie, ahead of the mission, I can mark experience. Those are my two kind of directives. I kind of see him uh, look always looking for extra money in the second city of sin and... Uh, He's got a buddy that he takes care of named Eddie. Um, for my cyberware, I chose synthetic nerves. Uh, basically just means I act quicker than people without them and uh, it gives me a couple of bonuses. Um, I also had to choose uh, basically a style of infiltration. I chose cat burglar. Um, basically, I'm really good at uh, getting in through unconventional means. Uh, you know, the steam vents, uh, the lower lower parts of a building that maybe go out through a sewage area or something we'll see what happens uh, and then my last thing I chose uh, in the in the kind of character creation move set I chose case the joint and that just gives me a little bonus to uh, scoping things out and getting some Intel well all it will I'm kind of rolling through this relatively quickly but it'll kind of come up uh, as it does uh, going back into the backside of my gear I've got a sniper rifle a silence SMG and for a little bit of tasty flavor, a monofilament whip. So Lindy is going to have a really good time when it when it comes to doing a little hallway fighting. Uh, and I also chose trauma germs so I can apply some first aid if my friends do in fact go down. I think the last thing on my list right here that I've got to, that I just want to talk to you guys about uh, the cyberware. Why did I get it out of necessity? Um, I was I was. Lindy was doing bigger jobs and he needed to be even stronger and better faster so he that's why he got these but uh, the cost of getting these um, uh, synth the, the, the so the cost of getting these synthetic nerves uh, basically I had I scrimped and saved to buy it myself uh, so I have to apply a, a kind of a negative tag and I've chose damaging so potentially when I tap into these nerves uh, it might send a huge shock of pain through my body and or just feel like I'm getting ripped apart. Um, other than that, you know, Lindy is from Dos Vegas, born and bred, um, and he is uh, 
whatever salt of the earth is in Dos Vegas, which is a coin in the pouch. He's a coin in the pouch. <laughs> all right. Uh, I have two questions. One is um, we'll get well. I'll ask you the the one that in, it is in reference to what you just talked about. Since your father is rich, why did you have to scrimp and save, and why did you have to buy shitty cyberware? Uh, he is disowned. He would probably, if he ever actually got to the point where he was being that honest with someone, which I doubt he would, he would probably say it was a mutual hatred. But it's it's mostly he's he was a dirtbag for a long time. And he didn't. He's not. A, he's not exactly the. He, he probably manipulated his father for a long time, and it finally got to the point where it was untenable. So he has left the family. Probably hasn't seen them in a long time, and just is doing his own thing, living his own life. Cool. And the second question is: You didn't describe your look. What oh does, yeah, my what look. What does Lindy look like? He is a tall man, probably about six three, six four. So he, he stands not quite head and shoulders above everyone else, but definitely uh, stands out a little bit in the crowd. Uh, but he can kind of slouch and blend back in. Um, he's got a long leather coat that he wears, and as I said, he wears those 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 Jordans, uh, which I think are probably black with a with a touch of hot pink in there. Cool. Yeah, that's Lindy. Jeff, who will you be playing? I'm playing Eddie, the driver. Eddie is a fugitive of Neo Saka. He is a former member of the Chain Marauders, a notorious biker gang, which he has since abandoned. As such, uh, for a directive, I've chosen rejected. When your former membership in Chain Marauders hinders the mission, mark experience. As a driver, I have a vehicle. Specifically, I have a motorcycle, Columbia, uh, a relic of my time in the Chain Marauders. Columbia is a chopper with mounted machine guns. Eddie would be billed at six foot one. He's a hefty guy. He's wearing synth leathers. His hair is a little bit too shaggy and a little bit greasy. And as far as gear goes, aside from the chopper, he's walking around with a shotgun. For cyberware, he has a neural interface with remote control module and lets him operate his motorbike. From a distance, it is equipped with multitasking functions and a satellite relay, allowing other people to tap into his motorcycle. This was something that was forced upon him by his fellow chain marauders. So you're hunted by the chain marauders? I am hunted specifically by the chain marauders. That's cool. I, is there anything else you want to add? I don't think I have any questions for you. I think that's everything. Cool. JD, who are you taking into Dos Vegas? I am playing Caveman, the hacker. She uh she has impatient eyes, uh thin body, I said punk clothes. Um I'm picturing her as having like heavily tattooed skin, like to the point where tattoos are almost like uh like just thick black like coloring. Uh she has white dreadlocks and plenty of piercings. So yeah, she's a hacker, so obviously her cyberware, she has a neural interface with data storage. She got it because she's an enthusiast, and she's going to be owned by the Sixth Circle Collective. More on that later, I think. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I have a machine pistol, an armored coat, microtronics workstation. My directives, uh, my network, when your membership in the Sixth Circle Collective hinders the mission, mark XP. And then uh, revealing, when you discover more information um, about Yucca Mountain Heavy Industries, Mark XP, my moves are basic hacker moves. You know, the usual. I'm good at hacking. 
so the six circle collective um this is a collective of anarchists who are like extremely anti-corporation extremely anti everything that's basically going on in dos vegas you commit into it and once you're into it you're in it like it's it's a revolutionary group basically that believes in like overthrowing the corporations and so they like pool money in order to help afford cyberware for people who need it and obviously i needed it slash wanted it and so got it but now i'm like owned by the six circle so basically like my membership in there is like an obligation as well as like you know a potential um source for contacts or whatever our symbol is just like a a, a roman numeral six in a in a circle like an anarchist symbol maybe ooh, actually this is better it's probably an inverted a as the v and then the the one is slanted and then that's all in a circle that's the six circle symbol Okay, now that everybody's introduced their character, the last step of preparation is going to be links. Links are the sprawls equivalent of bonds. Instead of just describing how your character feels about another character, you describe a job that your character did against a separate corporation. This introduces a countdown clock for that corporation. The person to their left then describes how they were involved in that job and increases the countdown clock by one. Then, since we only have three, the third person can say that they were involved in the job, and if they do, they increase the countdown clock by one, and, and each person involved gets a link with the first person. So, Zach, you want to go ahead and describe a job that Lindy pulled off in Dos Vegas? I had to bump a guy off inside inside of Giving Rain Family News Network, uh, a mid-level executive who was who had a little bit too much power. Details were fuzzy. My assumptions were that it might have even been... Uh, it was either done by someone outside who thought he was he was pushing uh, certain personal agendas too hard or potentially even someone within the company who was vying for his spot and his power. Relatively simple, break into where he lives, get rid of him, don't leave anything behind, and get out. Fantastic. And how was your best friend Eddie involved? While Lindy was upstairs engaging in what works, Eddie was downstairs eating some Kingston and Sons mango munchies. But things got loud. Guards started spilling out the bottom of the arcology. And Eddie, he shot all of them. Also, he was the getaway driver. The end. <laughs> Caveman, were you involved in this mission? Nah. That establishes the clock and marks the first tick for the Giving Rain Family News Network. Eddie, what badass job were you a part of? Some asshole was hired to infiltrate Hattori Technologies. And one man, me, Eddie, one man could get them in and out of their safe. But uh, something went wrong, and I shot a lot of guys. <laughs> and then I got paid a lot of money on my cool motorcycle. <laughs> Columbia. Caveman, how are you involved? I don't in even understand what this fucking job was. He, sh he shot a bunch Eddie, of dudes. As it turns out, I did shoot several people. That is, it was a it was a simple B and E. Grab some stuff, get out of there. Turns out, it turned into Eddie getting off of the motorcycle and shooting a bunch of people because he was spooked. Yeah, I mean the the idea is that they needed to be uh, escorted to Hitori Industries. They infiltrated Hitori. Uh, they needed to obtain some information, and uh, as they were trying to leave, things got hot. They were discovered. They were chased out. I maybe murdered a lot of people, and 
then escorted them safely away. All right, all right. Um, Caveman was hired as cleanup. So apparently the hacker who like got involved in this job got real shaken by it and they didn't want to like touch it afterwards. But the people who originally hired them to like do the job um, needed to try to keep it as under wraps as they could. And so I was hired to hack into Hattori Industries database, delete the video footage and switch it out with uh, replaced footage, like digitally altered footage that would not indicate, uh, you know, either Eddie or whoever this other hacker was in the actual job. Sweet. Mark a link with Eddie. Lindy, were you involved in Eddie's job? No. And as with GRFNN, that'll establish a clock with Hattori Industries and mark it down one. Caveman, what sweet job did you pull? Caveman put a job to funnel the house winnings uh, from like three tables in like one night through to, uh, we'll just say other channels. And so basically what we did is like everything is digital. Even gambling, you know, happens on a, on a computer system now. And so what we did or what I did was hack in and everything that was taken by the house that night on just three tables, um, probably across multiple casinos, it was all funneled into a secure account elsewhere for other people to access, perhaps friends of the sixth circle. Dope. And Lindy, how were you involved in Caveman's job? Escort mission. I, I had I had to I had to actually get caveman on the premises into the back area where all the I guess all the data and everything is under under lock and key. So I actually had to get in there. Probably a couple of people I had to subdue. I love that because if it's at if it's at multiple casinos it makes it so that like it was like an escort into one area, then we had to leave there, go to the next area, then leave there, go to the next area. Dope. Yep custodial service <laughs> i like it i like it a lot eddie were you involved in caveman's job i don't think he was cool all right that wraps up links that wraps up character creation and introduction is there anything else anybody would like to add no then we'll call it there and we'll start up with a mission next time next time thanks guys